This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Um, as we were just discussing with James Max just before the break, um, I've, I've been a political journalist for a quarter of a century. I don't know where the years have gone, um, but um, I've never come across anything like this. These are the most extraordinary times we've ever been in. This is when we learn what it's like living in a country without a constitution, I think, where things are all rather up in the air. Uh, these are indeed uh, very, very, very strange times for us and probably for the Prime Minister and many of his aides as well. But he is still in number 10, despite losing... 46 ministers and government aides in total, as I say, a third of his government, uh, including four cabinet ministers, Sajid Javid and Rishi Sunak, of course, uh, going uh, the day before. Simon Hart resigning as Welsh Secretary after being part of a delegation uh, waiting in Downing Street yesterday to tell the Prime Minister that he should go. Michael Gove having privately told the Prime Minister in the morning that he should go. This before prepping him for Prime Minister's questions, I kid you not. Um, then sacked at around nine o'clock last night. We understand that only 65 Tory MPs, that's including his own government, but 65 Tory MPs would actually back the Prime Minister if there were another conference vote. And that looks very likely to happen as early as Monday or Tuesday next week. In the meantime, the Chancellor, Nahideem Sahawi, of course, only in the job for, what, 36 hours now? Uh, He will go alongside the Prime Minister today to present their government's new economic plan, we're told, to address the cost of living crisis. So, yes, those long-awaited tax cuts will be coming. Of course, there won't be any spending cuts to go with it. So that will mean, let's be honest, some more borrowing as well. Uh, Well... After a feverish uh, few days, uh, let's talk to Alan Tolhurst. He's chief reporter at Politics Home and is kindly joining us all this morning for the analysis. Um, Alan, um, as a seasoned, like not as seasoned as me, but nevertheless as a seasoned a political reporter working in Westminster every day, mm. what do you make of it all? Yeah, it's probably the most surreal day I think I've had. I've covered three elections and referendums and leadership contests. I've never quite seen anything like it, to be honest. And, and the, the fact that, you know, when we saw, you know, on Tuesday night, it was up to 10 ministers and aides that had resigned. That's, that's quite bad for a government, but that's actually, you know, politicians... Quite bad for quite a government. Bad for I government mean, but, you know... That, in, that, those are now the uh, the parameters in which we're in, talking. In relative yeah. terms. But, of course, that then that sort of number kept ticking up. And, and I, <clears throat> yesterday afternoon, we saw uh, a rarely seen quintuple resignation. Five ministers who'd previously been very loyal to the Prime yeah. Minister all said, right, enough is enough. He'd, they'd seen his performance at Prime Minister's Questions where he'd again struggled to answer. Because we've got to remember where this comes from. This comes from the mishandling of the 
the allegations against yeah. the MP Chris Pincher um, and they were obviously unhappy about that and lots of other things and they decided right he's got to go the number was getting up to sort of about 30 ministers um, and the Prime Minister at this point normally you know would go back to number 10 decide what they're going to do perhaps resign instead, talk to the men in grey suits right inst- instead uh, Boris Johnson goes to do the liaison committee which is yeah. about the worst job that a Prime Minister has to I mean, do. All Prime Ministers, even a Prime Minister at the height of their powers hates going to the liaison committee. Oh, they try, and get, is, they try and get out this, of it all the time. Yeah, this yeah. is, they, then they, they delay and delay. Often they try and pin pin them down on another date at the committee, don't they? Exactly. And they, it's, it's, it's chaired by Bernard Jenkin, loyal Tory, but and mo- what's fascinating is this is the committee made up of the chairs of committee, yeah. committees. And because so the champion of champions. Yes, of and because committees. of this massive majority in the House of Commons, actually a lot of those chairs are conservative, crossbench yeah. committees. But, um, but they, I mean, they, what was fascinating about this was answering questions about the most sort of banal long term things. Yeah. And everyone's sitting there thinking, you're not going to be here. Next no, it week. was like sort of the sealed chamber where the rest of the world didn't seem to sort of exist outside of those walls. MPs, ministers were resigning left, right, and centre. And, and the Prime Minister was getting into the weeds about fertiliser conferences in Africa and electric charging points and road tariffs. And it was like, it did seem it, like. It was one of the strangest Very things. surreal, you know. Yeah. And, and, and obviously, But also at one point, one of, the, one of the MPs did say to him, Are you aware that while you've been. <laughs> In this committee, you've you know you've lost eight members yeah, was, of your own government. There was a point he was sort of handed a note, sort of sheepishly, which was clearly just sort of the running total of of how many people had, had resigned. And and I think what's remarkable is that you know Theresa May had a lot of resignations before she ended up going, and and it, you could tell it was sort of getting to her. It doesn't really seem as though Boris Johnson has really been affected by this. He, the way that he's responded to it last night, you know, by sacking Michael Gove, by being very bullish and saying, I'm going to fill these gaps in the ministerial ranks. I'm going to get my new chancellor and go out and give an economic plan. It, it, it's really shown that actually, you know, he's he's not willing to sort of step aside and do the, the sort of the, the thing that people would normally do in this situation. He's saying, look, if you want to take me down, yeah. you're going to have to vote against me and take me down. Well, I mean, and this is the thing, but his his argument and what we're hearing from sources close to the Prime Minister is that this isn't up to the MPs. Yeah. He's survived his confidence vote. He's got a year's grace. We know that that's not going to happen. I think it's categoric now. We're yeah. going to have these uh, ex- elections to the new executive com- committee of the 1922 committee, all those you know, led by Sir Graham Brady, all those roles are up for grabs. Yeah. And many of the people running with the, the, the Steve Bakers and others, they basically want to uh, have a, a change in, in leadership. Um, they're going to have a, a vote to either change or add to the confidence vote rules and allow there to be another confidence vote in next week, which the prime minister undoubtedly will lose. Yeah. So, you know, th- that's going to that's happen it, 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 within the week. That's going to happen anyway. Yeah. I don't think that is even up for doubt. But but in the meantime, his argument is I've got a mandate of 14 million voters, I swept a power with a huge majority. You lot have all got your jobs because of me in December 2019. And um, my mandate is from the British people, yeah. not from UMPs. Now, there's an argument that he can make for that. It is, And, and there are a lot of people um, who are saying, look, you know, it shouldn't be... It shouldn't be MPs who get to decide who the prime minister is. Um, it's always MPs who gets to decide this. Uh, this we don't have we don't elect a president. No. I I don't live in Boris Johnson's constituency, so I didn't have a chance to vote for or against him. That's not my constituency. We vote for MPs of particular parties or none, and those MPs then get to decide who the leader of their party is in Parliament, and then that person who's the, the person who's the leader of the biggest party in Parliament gets to form government. Yeah. That's no, we knew that, you know. 
if we voted for Boris Johnson, we would get Boris Johnson as prime minister. But but you know we see again and again, you know, Gordon Brown taking over from Tony Blair, uh, Theresa May taking over uh, from yeah. David Cameron. You don't always have an election straight away. Well, we, Boris Johnson taking over from Theresa May. Yeah. No, completely. And but I think also as well, it, that argument would be made perhaps better in sort of January 2020, let's say, rather than July 2022. I think quite a few things have happened since then. Also, this idea about a mandate, you know, the fact is the Conservatives have lost a number of by-elections since then, which shows that actually maybe the, the, the public perhaps has a different opinion to what they did in December and not just not just the general public. We've seen those polls. And again, a poll yeah. that says, you know, X number of people want the or percentage want the prime minister to go is one thing. The crucial thing really is what percentage of Tory party members yeah. want the prime minister to go, because, you know, and we saw that that change that YouGov snap poll. Again, snap polls can often just be reading on that day, but I doubt. I would be very surprised if things had gone in Boris Johnson's direction since uh, that that snap poll on Tuesday. Um, but it, going up from thirty four percent of Tory party members who want the prime minister or Tory voters, sorry, Tory voters, uh, to uh, to leave uh, from in June, and and this and this week fifty four percent. So a majority saying you know you need to go. And at the end of the day, you know, as you say, we've seen those by-elections, a true blue seat in the south yep. going to the Lib Dems and a red wall seat in the north uh, going to uh, Labour. Um, and that's his coalition. If you lose both ends of that, something is going horribly wrong. Let's talk about some of the big resignations, though. I mean, Sajid Javid and Vishu Sunak, we spoke about lots yesterday. Obviously, we had that resignation speech from Sajid Javid. Yeah. Um, we then had uh, Simon Hart resigning as Welsh Secretary last night. This after he was one of these extraordinary these delegations going into number 10, sitting there, waiting for the Prime Minister, who was in the liaison committee. And they and they were told he hadn't got back yet, but apparently he'd been back for about an hour. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it was probably laughable. It was totally the thick of it type oh, stuff, wasn't yeah, it? Sure. He then resigned last night. And again, if you call for the Prime Minister to go, then he doesn't go. You have to resign. Suela Braverman, still Attorney General, having gone on live TV last night, yeah. saying that he should go and if there is an Egypt election, she will stand in it and run for leader. But she's still in her job. That's untenable. Uh, yes. I mean, I don't think when Number 10 sent her out onto the Peston show on ITV that that was the, that was the line they were expecting her to, to, to say, to actually say, actually, well, you know, I would, I would stand myself. Obviously, the difference is for her, because she's Attorney General, there is a legal and constitutional role, part of her role, which means that she can't, resign with no one to replace her. So I think she would have to be sacked and a replacement found. So I think that's perhaps what may end up happening. Um, she can't stand down in her position, but but she's, you know, she's got attorney general questions in the Commons this morning, yeah. which I imagine is going to be quite interesting to, to, to see. Um, but I think as a wider thing, you know, the fact is that the idea the government can function at the moment, you know, the levelling up department that Michael Gove was in charge of has basically barely got anybody left. And the education department, they've, they've the got ed- a new education secretary and, and pretty no much ministers. that's it. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, there are, there are I am decisions. available, by the way, Prime Minister, if you're watching. I am available to come and step in. Not not support your government, but just like, if you need jobs done, which, this would be an ideal opportunity. Which to... role are you looking for? There's, there's trade envoys to Morocco and that well, sort of stuff? Well, yes, as we mm. discovered for the first time yesterday, we interviewed the former trade envoy. I did say, with all due respect, I was not aware we had a trade sure. envoy. To... We're going to talk more about Michael Gove up yeah. next. And also, what well, Nadim Zahawi, the new Chancellor of the Exchequer, plans to announce today. Will that be a game changer? The Breakfast Briefing with Julie. Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget. 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.